Yo, yo, Alpha Rhythm here with another episode of the Alpha Rhythm and Friends podcast. And this month, my patrons have selected Subliminal to be our guest. Subliminal burst into the scene in April of 2020 with the release of his Space and Time EP on Focus Recordings. And since then, has consistently put out some of the best drum and bass in the scene with a series of EPs on Focus Recordings and releases on Liquid Series and Pilot Records, which is run by the minds behind UKF. It has been a pleasure not only to listen to this man's music, but to get to know him over the past couple of years. So without further ado, I give you my chat with Alex Subliminal. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Alpha Rhythm and Friends podcast. I am here with Alex Subliminal. How's it going, man? Hey, man. Nice to see you again. Uh, Hello, everyone. Everything is fine been uh, struggling with uh, a lot of things in the past weeks work and music and stuff but uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have this chat with Michael so yeah yeah no I'm happy to have you on um, how's everything going I know Romania uh, which is where you're at that had been one of the highest countries recently with COVID cases how's everything over there right now yeah uh, well everything is fine here uh, now uh, the cases just got lost in the past two or three weeks i think from 20k daily cases we got to two or three k which is which is very good because a lot of people started to vaccinate themselves uh i also did recently and um i think i think this is one of the reasons i hope if i'm wrong somebody would correct me but um it started to go down um and let's say you you asked me that uh, romania is one of the countries with the most cases well um reported to the number of the population yes and uh re- re- reported also uh the, the death rate was very high i mean let's say we have 2k to 2000 cases uh, reported on a day and uh, the deaths are closer to 200 so it's like 10% uh deaths from uh daily cases which is very high you, i think you won't find a country in europe with such a high death rate you know right right that's what i had read is uh so per capita which would be the number of cases versus the population and the mortality rate were both really high there. So how's that been affecting? Have you been able to do any gigs this year? Um, I know here in the United States, we've done a few things, but things are kind of clamping back down now. Uh, there aren't a lot of events happening currently. Yeah, I actually managed to have like a couple of gigs this summer um, in July and in uh, August, which was very nice because after almost 18 months, it was so nice to be back in uh, the front of the people and uh, playing music live, not just only at home. And uh, the feeling was like, I don't know, like playing music for the first time uh, in your life, in, in the front of the people or, or of a crowd. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. But um, in September was still doable. But uh, at the end of September, the cases went really high and uh, they started to close everything again. And um, it's not lockdown here, 
you could say it's not lockdown. We still have restaurants opened with a low capacity, but uh, no uh, no events for the moment. Yeah, I know that uh, some countries are saying they're not going to lock down again. <laughs> and uh, on, on one hand, I'm hopeful that, you know, things continue to stay open as an artist um, and because I'm supposed to be going overseas very, very soon. Um, but on the other hand, you know, you want everyone to be safe and and you don't want to be the the cause of an outbreak, right? I guess I want I don't want anyone to to get sick or or, or even maybe die because they came to see me live, <laughs> um, and I'm sure you feel the same way. So you know it's this balancing act. But hey, at least we have live streams. Um, you know you were gracious enough to come on the channel for a live stream, and and you've done you know mixes over on on the YouTube channel. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, your first release was at the beginning of COVID, right? Your first focus release. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just April 2020. It was like uh, in the middle of the, the the lockdowns worldwide, I think. Because everything worldwide, I, as I remember back then, it was closed. Everyone was sitting in their homes. And uh, yeah, it was, it was released in a very strange period, you could say. But maybe that also... Uh, helped me to reach a lot of people, maybe more than I would reach for my first EP if it wasn't to the COVID pandemic. Uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it definitely stand it out. I don't know many people like that EP. They, they do it even now. I see them posting on their Instagram stories tracks from that EP, which is surprisingly... Um, interesting. I don't know why. And I, I maybe should have done some research, but that was the first time I had heard of you. Did you have many releases before that? Or was that your first, was that really your breakthrough release? Because I know a lot of people come through on influenza or, or maybe Celsius, but you went straight to focus, which is pretty awesome. Um, and that first EP, you know, I, I, <laughs> I have to agree with all those people that are still playing it because I was just like, whoa, who's this guy? Where'd he come from? You know, it was really, 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 it is, I shouldn't say it was, it is a really strong EP. And and since then, you've continued with this these uh, EPs on Focus that have just been fantastic. Um, and, and that was when I was just starting to produce too. And I, again, that I've always wanted to release on Focus, but I saw, seeing music like yours, I was just like, wow, like look at the talent that Focus is bringing through. Um, so had you done much prior to that, or was that really your start? Um, I have to say that was my boom, my, my, my first start. I, I, I didn't release, like, let's say, any considerable stuff before. I had another name. I had a different name before. Um, I changed my name um, after I sent DCP uh, Space and Time to Focus in, I think it was December 2019. Uh or so, yeah, something like that. When I I, I send it, I send DCP to Focus, and uh, I had like a single before. I had a single in November. It was out on November 2019 on a on a uh, Romanian label called Loud Noise Music, which was released as a free download, and uh, it was it was it 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 came out it to be really nice and pretty good. It was well promoted, uh, and I'm really happy with it even now. Uh, I, I 
search for my uh, old account, my old Spotify account, to see if somebody is still listening to it. And it seems that it does. They it, it it's still in a few playlists. And um, well, actually, it's been a really long time since then. Um, but I didn't have, I told you, any significant releases before. This was my boom. Like this put me on the map. Yeah, and I just I can't say enough nice things about that EP. Um, it I just remember being in lockdown, and uh, you know I just started getting promos from Focus, and so that was probably one of the first promos I got. And I was just you know I've always loved Focus, but it just really made an impact um, because I never, you know, you see people come through and focus like maybe human nature or, or I don't know, you know, there's, there's the kind of regulars that release there. Um, there's like Hoxie and, you know, there's, there's Minos and, and, and then there's like this subliminal guy. Right. And I was just like, wow, every track was just fantastic. Um, so how what was that process like signing that to Focus? Did Marco, um, who runs Focus Triple Vision, did he have a lot of feedback for you? Did he ask for many tweaks? Or was he just like, hey, this is great. Let's put it on Focus. Uh, he, he listened to it first. He, he, he responded to me. Um, and he said that this is, this is awesome. Uh, I will get back to you a bit later. And in the same day, he got back to me after a couple of hours and uh, he told me that if I could show him up, if um, because it was DP was uh, two, two single tracks from me and uh, two collabs with Resurgence, which are also a um, huge influence for me. And they, they, they teach me a lot about music production. They they showed me a lot of things because I, I know uh, to play guitar, I know piano, I know music theory. These things really helped me to um, start producing music. Um, but they also showed me a lot of things back then. And um, what can I say? Marco was impressed. It was, he, he told me that he wants to put this up straight on focus. I was, I, I was also shocked because I was also expecting that uh, maybe it will be released first on Celsius, you know, like you said before, you know, in the podcast. Because I don't know, I I I always uh, respected Focus a lot uh, since back in the day. Even this hoodie, I I got it from a uh, uh, a Focus night on Prague in 2016 on Let It Roll, and um, I, I watched them for a really long time, and uh, a lot of big names released here like Spectra Soul, Hybrid Minds, Technimatic. And I, I couldn't believe myself that my first release ever will be released on Focus, you know. It just speaks to your strength as a producer. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking back to when I sent Marco uh, from the ashes. And he got back to me very quickly. And, and I used to get promos directly from Marco. He would email me personally. I wasn't in the uh, the promo list. Uh, he just had found my YouTube page, and he would email me promos, like, maybe once a month. He would just say, hey, here's all the releases for this month. And one time I hit reply, and I said, hey, I wrote a song. <laughs> 
And uh, he signed it to Influenza, which was great. And and I was of the same mindset, like, oh, my God, like, because yeah, I think Influenza is fantastic. I think it is super, super underrated. Um, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was just I was so excited to be a part of the, the Focus fam, you know, just to be where so many artists have gotten their start uh but you you just <laughs> you shot right to the top you you skipped influenza and celsius um not to say that there's anything wrong with either of those labels i think celsius there is so much good music on celsius recordings um and and i'm not trying to knock focus because obviously i love focus to death but i think sometimes the celsius releases um because i do like uh the more you know, kind of deeper, atmospheric, melodic kind of stuff. Sometimes you find more of that on Celsius. Um, so when my first EP got signed to Celsius, I again, just like you, I was just, I was just over the moon. I was so ecstatic that that Marco, um, I did push for focus though. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told this story uh, because Wardenfell had been played on the Hospital Records podcast. Uh, Willem, uh Drew said, hey, you should just ask him if he'll put it on focus. Um, and uh, I did ask Marco. I said, hey, look, you know, this this song's not even out. And and Tony, London Electricity, played it on the Hospital podcast. Hey, can we put it on focus? And uh, to Marco's credit, I mean, he knows his labels, right? He knows where songs are going to fit best. And he said, no, I think this EP will fit better on Celsius. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you know, I can't say enough nice things about Marco and about about Focus and Celsius and Influenza. And uh, I, it's really cool to be able to meet artists like you, you know, and we are, I think, kind of a family over there. People like you and, and, and you know, uh, human nature and resilience and uh, Minos, you know, I, I don't know about the other artists, but a lot of us, uh, we have a, a strong connection on the label. Um, and it's really cool to be a part of that. So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a great story. I I, uh, I I'm just I I I'm just a little jealous that you went straight to focus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it happened so fast that I I didn't even realize back then that it's really happening. I I, I couldn't believe myself. I was I was shocked. I, I thought that I was dreaming, you know. But now, for me, it's like it's 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 home, man. I. I I, I feel so uh, connected when I, I release there. I don't know. It's where I started. I, I can't forget my roots, you know. Oh, absolutely. So you you were working with human nature a bit before you had your release on Focus, right? That's true. I, I had some classes with him before. I, I Even after I signed it, I, uh, my first EP, I, I was still doing um, classes with human nature. And how did that help you get into drum and bass production? Because I know for me, uh, I started with Drew with Villem, uh, and that seems to be a recurring theme with a lot of people I know uh, that are getting into music production now. And uh, kind of result of, of COVID, too, is a lot of producers had to find another way to generate revenue. Maybe they weren't DJing, and they started doing one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions. I know even like people like Comics... Um, some really, really big names were doing them. Uh, how did working with Andre help you? Because you said you had a background in 
music, but how did working with a, a drum and bass producer help you get into drum and bass music production? The first class with him, I already, I already had my first EP almost finished. Uh, I was about to send it to labels back then, uh, in October 2019 or something like that. Yeah, back then I was starting to um, pack them up and um, put them into the folders and send it to labels to see what happens. And um, in the same period, I had this interview, like I think you did, with Andre, Human Nature, um, where he listened to my tunes. He told me that uh, it's very visible and um, very obviously that uh, you have a musical background for a really long time. You, it seems that you're listening to drama bass for a really long time. He knew that even if I didn't told him that yet, because he was just listening to my tunes first on, on the Zoom call. And he told me that um, I can help you get better if you want and um, help you improve your uh, your music production skills. And I said, yeah, why not? You know, I all, I'm always open into learning two things, uh, new things, even now. I, I, I have, I'm telling everyone right now, and you, you could hear it from me or from anyone, I still do one-on-ones a couple of times in a year. So you were already producing drum and bass. So I, I guess that was kind of my next question is, is did you already have stuff written? Because when I started working with Drew, I had never written any, any drum and bass at all. I He said, hey, can you send me something you've been working on? And I was like, no, I can't because I've never written anything <laughs> Um, so that's interesting that, that you, you know, you came at it from a different part or a a different, uh, starting point. You weren't starting from scratch. Um, but yeah, people often ask me, and that's why I kind of wanted to ask that question. People often ask, how do I get started with music production? Uh, and I think one of the best ways is to do those one-on-one sessions. So how did you get started if it wasn't with the sessions? What, what, uh, you know, how did you learn drum and bass production? Um, if it wasn't from scratch with Andre, were you doing YouTube videos? Were you doing, you know, tutorials? Were you reading the manual? Um, I know Ableton comes with, uh, you don't use Ableton, but, you know, it comes with like a, a, a huge manual, <laughs> which I've never opened. But, <laughs> um, you know, there there's a number of starting points. I'm curious as to how you started. Well, I always had this... Um... I, I've always, to be honest, I, I've always been attracted to the music production since back in the day when I started teaching and um, learn about how electronic music is made because, you know, if you're not related to DJing or music production, uh, you just hear the sound and you like it. You know, like I have, let's say, uh, my first thought when I searched on the internet about music production in 2014, if I remember well, was how to do a track like Netsky, because he was one of my idols back then and one of my biggest influences. Um, even before 2014, I, I'm listening to Netsky for a really long time now. And uh, when I found on the internet that he was using Fruity Loops and uh, it was on a forum, I think, and then he was starting to use Ableton. I was, okay, these are 
does. And um, I also have this friend of mine, uh, which I was talking before for my first EP. Um, it's uh, about resurgence, about Christian, um, uh, which is also part of sequential duo with uh, with Marius, with really good friends of mine, both of them. And um, I can say that uh, they first showed me how to write a drum and bass beat, how to start producing a drum and bass track because I had no idea if there is a drum break only when you're using drum samples to create a beat or you're using individually beats like kick, snare, like hats. And they told me that everything is layered. Everything is a layer that is doing something individually like a kick, like snare, like hats, like bass, like piano, chord progression. And I always start realizing that I knew all these things from my musical background, which is guitar and piano, and I was singing in a band and whatever in the past. And um was just the transition from real-life instrument to a DAW. And I just have to be honest, I started doing this uh, properly in 2018. And um, it took me like a year to understand what the hell I'm doing because I was just playing around with beats, like trying to understand the basic drum and bass beat. Even though I'm listening to drum and bass for a really long time, you know, it's, it's just a part of the process for everyone. I think it's different from a person to another. How long it takes you to understand what you're doing right there because. I was okay, and I I did the drum and bass bit, and now what? You know, because when when you're starting to understand what you're really doing there, it's the moment where you, oh look, I have an idea. I I think it's going to be a tune one day, and I'm I'm really sorry that I lost a few projects that I'm really proud of um, from my first year uh, of music productions, and. Uh, that motivated me to write even better after that, you know? And I think uh, it's a continuum process. So when you start a song, do you, do you have a, a, a specific thing you start with? Do you usually start with the drums or with a... I know some people start with a hook. You know, maybe maybe you play something on the piano. Maybe you have a sample that you start with. Is there a way that a subliminal track always starts? Is it with one specific thing, or does it depend on the song? Well, I I don't have like a pattern every time. I'm I'm just opening Cubase and I have no channels loaded. I starting to think if I want to do a drum beat now. Uh, I should do it. If I want to do or write a bass line, I should do it. Um, sometimes I just dig to my sample library. Um, and if I find something that I like, uh, I'm just dragging it into the project, uh, messing around between that thing, you know, like, I'm, maybe I will not use that thing in the end, in the whole track. But that thing is something that it's clicking or inspiring me to write that tune in that moment. You know, like I, I, I saw many 
producers doing this, not only in drum and bass, that they just pick up a sample from Splice or wherever they want. And in the end, they just end up not using that anymore. You know, that that just helped them to have a spark or, um, I don't know, an inspiration flow, I would call it. Yeah, yeah, I can totally re- relate with that because sometimes you just need that kind of... Uh... Yeah, I, I think a spark is is a good is is a good analogy because it gets the fire going, and then once the fire is going, you know that that initial idea you might scrap it, but it's like a me- a melody or something you can latch onto. It gives you a key. It gives you other. It gives you something to build off of, um, and it might not even be in the final tune, uh, but it it gives you that inspiration to kind of get this song started, but. Yeah, I'm much the same way, though. Some people always start a song the same way. Maybe they have a preset that they open and they start it. And for me, I just start with a blank canvas every single time. Um, you know. But it's interesting to, to talk to people about their process because there's so many different ways to approach writing drum and bass and electronic music in general. Um, there's no... I, I emphasize this whenever I talk to anyone about music production. There's no quote-unquote, right way to do it. There's a million different ways to do it. There's a there's a, a million different ways to start a song. Um, and I think that's what, you know, if you try to do exactly what another person does, you're not going to end up with unique, uh, your, you know, your own sound. Um, it's important to kind of go your own way and, and, and uh, not just follow exactly what other people are doing. I think we can fall into that trap with YouTube tutorials, like, here's how to do this. And and then if if we all are doing the same exact thing, we're all going to end up with the same exact sound. Um, and then it gets kind of boring. So uh, so you have other people around you in Romania then. Uh, are, are resurgence, are they local to you? Are you... Are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they are from the same city. I, I think... As I am. I think that probably helps. <laughs> I can't relate to that at all. Um, but that's another thing, you know, uh, when I talk to a lot of people about how they started their journey is they linked up with people locally. Um, but the beautiful, beautiful thing about the internet is we can all link up over the internet, which is what I have to do, you know, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is, is I don't know, you know, many local music producers, especially people doing liquid drum and bass. Um, so, you know, I think, just working with other people, whether it's one-on-one lessons with someone like Andre Human Nature or someone local, um, you know, because your stuff with Resurgence, some of the your music that you've done together has absolutely been fantastic. Um, so that's cool. How did your Pilot single come about? Speaking of Resurgence, you both just had a release on Pilot. Um, and that just came out, oh, what, in November, right? Uh, September. Was it September? Was it that long ago? Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, well, we wrote that track, uh, huh, talking about lockdown. Uh, yeah, we wrote it like in April 2020, like Resurgence sent me uh, the sketch. Um, I have to say also in this podcast, his girlfriend is also a... Uh, part of the Resurgence project, which is also the vocalist that recorded the vocals for that track. Uh, it's not a sample, yeah, it's recorded in, in their studio. And um, 
he sent me the idea and I loved it. I was like, whoa, this is, this is vibes. I really want to work on this one, you know. Uh, and he said, yeah, sure. And he sent me the project and uh, I started working on it. And um, we made like many tweaks, like back and forth. I was finishing it. I was changing the drums. Then I sent him back the project and he started working on it more. And he developed more until it sounded like really, really good. Like the mix down was, I don't know, like we had many versions of mix downs. Um, before starting uh, sending it to labels, and uh, when when it got signed on Pilot, I, I'm I was really happy that I found a home for it because I I thought that it will never be released. You know, I we just I don't know why we 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 were keeping it for ourselves for a lot for a really long time because uh, since April we just like tweak I I told you we we tweaked on it more. And um, somewhere in December, one year ago, Pilot liked it, and I was like very happy to to sign it there. And uh, we were so excited that we got we finally got it signed. Is that your first tune on UKF? Then is that the first song you've had on the UKF channel? Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm just such a huge fan of your music, and and for me that's just you finally getting some of the credit you deserve <laughs> because uh, you know i always say as a dj um it's easy to play whatever i don't know subfocus or wilkinson or you know those aren't my cup of tea but it's easy to play the big names and and you know anyone can do that you know i get the promos in from from Ram or Hospital, and, and people love Kings of the Rollers and all that, but I think my job as a DJ, I was just talking to, to DJ Rabbi about this the other day, my job is to promote artists that you should be listening to and that you aren't listening to, right? It's like, you need to know about Subliminal. You need to know about Resilient. Like, I want to go to the rooftops and shout, like, hey, people, listen to Subliminal. <laughs> this dude's, this dude's, you know, incredible. Um, and then when I finally see artists, you know, like you or, or Resilient um, or Luciano, I mean, there's so many fantastic artists that I've gotten to know, again, through, through releasing on Focus. And I just, when I see you get the credit, I think you deserve her. Irie, I mean, talk about fantastic. You know, he's I've been having releases on Influenza, and Celsius and Goldfat, and then he just had a pilot release too, and uh, you know he's had a couple songs on UKF, right? And and I'm just like, yes, someone else gets it, because <laughs> I even email Marco sometimes. I just will email Marco, and I'm like, dude, Irie, this guy's awesome, you know, or or I I don't know. I just get so excited about um <laughs> about drum and bass and about these new people, because again, like. Uh, great logistics everyone knows logistics is great right or or, or new tone or net sky right but when i see an artist like you getting the credit you deserve um it just makes me extremely happy um so you know yeah just big up i'm i'm very 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 uh excited to see you know where, what what's next in store for a subliminal um do you have any 2021 or oh my god 2022 <laughs> I, I forgot what year it is do you have any 2022 plans you can talk about yet 
uh, yeah, I can talk about um, the uh, about an EP that's coming out on Focus on uh, February, I think. Uh, it will actually be a very interesting. Uh, I think so. I, I really hope people will like it, or and you will like it too. Um, it will be uh, a, four, a four tracker where I have some collabs. Uh, with some great vocalists and I really I'm really excited about it and I, I can't wait to see it out um, talking about uh, plans for 2022 I can't talk about anything else yet because I'm not sure whether or when those tracks will come out I think most people know about our collab because it has gotten out. Well, and you played it on the Focus podcast uh, just a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. So that'll be out yep. next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I was about to ask you about that because uh, I'm really excited about it. And I really can't wait to see that one out. Was so so nice to work on this tune with you, and uh, I think it's a vibe. Yeah, and Sydney is just incredible. Um, she really is. It was really really cool. That I think that was your suggestion to to get her on board. Um, uh, I have her on DCP. I was talking before that's coming out on February twenty twenty two. So, uh, on one of the tracks, which is very different from the stuff I I used to do. It's like very jazzy. Uh, more jazzy track uh, from me, yeah, and um, I, I can't wait to for you to hear it, guys. It's really interesting. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, I think you sent me the the tracks to listen to, and I never did. So <laughs> maybe after this, I'll have to do that. Oh, no worries. Um, no worries. Uh, it's almost done. So um, yeah. Yeah, I uh. It's, I, I've talked a little bit about about that EP that's coming next year, but it was really really cool to finally get to work with you and and Sydney. She's just a dream. She was so fast. Um, I think I got her the instrumental, and it was less than a week later. We were talking before we started recording <laughs> about working with vocalists and how long of a process you know that can be a bit of a long drawn out process. But working with her. She was very quick. And then we asked her for some ad-libs, and again, she was on it. Um, <laughs> so shouts to, to Sydney because... Um, shouts to her, really. Uh, talking about her being fast, um, when she checked this tune from my forthcoming EP, which I was talking now, uh, she sent me the vocals in the same day she checked the tune, if you can imagine that. And it, it, it's a final. I mean... We didn't change anything, just waiting for some ad-libs to, um, as you said, to complete the track. But it's already sounding very good. And uh, I'm really excited how fast that came along. Like, she wrote me that, hey, I'll check this today. And uh, her, uh, later in the night, she wrote me again that here is a demo. If you like it, I could send you the stands now. And I just ran through my studio and uh, I was listening to it and I told her that, okay, th this is it, send, send me the stems, you know. <laughs> and it, it was amazing. Yeah, I can't say enough nice things about her. Just really nice to work with. Um, and then 
I couldn't believe it because our song is coming out on vinyl, our song with her, and that'll be her first song on vinyl. And I'm like, again, it's it's criminal. I think some of the <laughs> some of the artists that have these incredible songs like you and and, and her. Um, I just think that some people just don't get the recognition they deserve. And I know vinyl is kind of a, a niche thing. It doesn't, not everything comes out on vinyl anymore, but this will be your first vinyl release too. Um, and it's just like, you both just deserve all the praise and credit in the world. Um, and, and Sydney's stuff, she's done stuff with what? You know, Bird H and, and so many great, so many great songs. Monroe. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, I just, again, can't say enough nice things about her. And and yeah. I think she's just so, so underrated. You know, it's easy to, to uh, there's just so many vocalists and drum and bass, but it's easy to put her in my top three. Um, and yeah, definitely. I think. Definitely. It's just been a dream, honestly, <laughs> a dream come true, not only to work with her, but with you as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it, it is kind of a, a trip, um, to, uh, get to work with, you know, you're in Romania and she's in, in England and I'm here in the United States. And it's just such a beautiful thing. The, the global drum and bass community being able to do these things together online virtually. And, uh, I just, I hope that someday we can all meet up in person because uh, it's really, 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 really been cool to to get to to know you virtually. Um, but I look forward to the day where we can meet in person. Um, I have some questions from patrons. Um, this one we kind of touched on a little bit, uh, but if you want to dive deeper into it, a uh, question from Ted Mitchell. He said... Uh, what's it like being a drum and bass artist in Romania? Um, is drum and bass big there? Because I see people like you and Resilient and Scatterbrain and, you know, all these incredible people on Liquid Series. And I'm like, man, drum and, and Resurgence. And I'm like, man, drum and bass must be huge in Romania, right? Because there's so much good drum and bass coming out from Romania. Um What's it like? Is it is it a big scene or is it a smaller underground thing? Well, actually, I I would say that it's it's pretty big because uh, there are many big cities like doing drum and bass parties and events and uh, yeah, I mean every every city has its thing, you know, like Oradea, Satumare, uh, Bucharest, uh, Timisoara. Uh, Cruz Napoca, everyone is doing their thing, you know, like you'll find if you if we're talking about uh, non-pandemic times, you'll always see like a big drum and bass party in every city like in Timisoara before the pandemic, like Alex Perez and Skeptical were here playing on a party um, Calibur was in Cluj um, Bucharest had um, Seba, Black Sun Empire I, I don't know man, it's it's so many big cities doing this. Uh, I, I would say reported to the number of the population in Romania, it's very big. Because if we're talking about drum and bass, yeah, it, it is underground. Like for And it's uh, one of the most beautiful electronic music genre, genres. But uh, it's not... I, I, can't, I, I can't say it's small. Because it's, it isn't small here, you know. It's it's not as big as in the UK, of course, but 
uh, for me, it's pretty big. It's interesting because at least from an outsider, at least from the United States, until a few years ago, I never really associated Romania with Roman base. But now, and I talk about this all the time on the podcast, is I cannot get enough. <laughs> you know, like the new Liquid series, uh, Endless Summer VA, it's so good. The talent in Romania is just um, you know, hospital, I have to think about, uh, they used to do these series like Future Sound of Canada, Future Sound of, you know, Russia, Future Sound of, I think they did Budapest. Uh, like, I wish they would do a Future Sound of Romania because it's just that good. Um, you know, I, I mentioned you and uh, Resilient and Scatterbrain. Like, the three of you are three, you're three of my favorite producers, hands down, and you're all in Romania. Um so that's cool because I think you guys are really putting Romania on the map, at least for me. Um, you're you're like, hey, this is a country that that really uh, that has a really thriving scene uh, and has some incredible artists. So, uh, yeah, you got <laughs> there. I, I, I can I say there are more doing that. Like, I I I have I want to mention Freak X. I want to mention Bruston, I want to mention Yoshu, I want to mention uh, Dan Habarnam, which is a guy that released on hospital many years, if you know him. Yeah, I know him. I do. I didn't know he was in Romania. He is, he is a Romanian guy. Uh, so there are a lot. Like, I could talk about this for maybe a few minutes. Um, but Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Plug away. You know, if you have any other artists, because, again, to me, this is a newer thing that I'm just starting to discover how much good drum and bass there is in Romania. Um, you know, I could name obviously a few more, uh, but but obviously you know better than I do. Yeah, it's 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 sequential. I I mentioned before, uh, which were also a big influence for me starting producing music. I don't know, man. A lot of exhale from Timishara. I don't know. There are a lot of guys here doing great drum and bass music. The loud noise music label that uh, released my first track in 2019 as a free download. Also, pretty cool guy, Proton Kid, like The Flow. I, I don't know, man. There are a lot of uh, talented guys doing it, you know? A lot of talented guys. The, the, the list can go on, you know, like... I actually have a question. Is everyone on Liquid Series, is that entirely Romanian? Uh, is Or do they, uh, do they release people that are non-Romanian? Oh, no. I mean, it's... We tried to, uh, well, the main thing was that we want to promote the Romanian drum and bass, but, but then we said, why not going international? Why not? Let's take international artists abroad. Because uh, first, the first release was, uh, the concept of the first release was uh, only from Romanian producers. That was, the, 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 what, that was what the label owner wanted to do. Uh, if you remember the Winter Soul EP when you also yeah. first heard about Scatterbrain. Incredible EP. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That 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 was a surprise for us either how how the, the support was received on it and uh, we, we couldn't believe that uh, this EP w w uh, is such a great VA and uh, I don't know, it, it was just... Because the entire EP was mastered by, by Resilient and... Um, I don't know. It was great to see uh, Tudor G, myself, Detour, uh, Scatterbrain, 
and resilient on, on the same VA on a Romanian compilation. And it, it, it was amazing. Uh, so we're trying to go international now. I mean, we want to take, we have Solar abroad now. Uh, we, have him, we have him on board. We have, I don't know, we, we want to, to expand more, you know. Is Soldrip, is he Romanian? Yep. He's actually from the same city with me. And that's another one. I think he's just fantastic. Yep. He really um, is. So yeah, big up. Big up everyone in, in Romania because you guys are, are killing it. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Really makes me want to come over there. You know, I wasn't super far away. I was over in Croatia. Uh, and uh, I did talk, Resilient talked about flying over when I was there and meeting up. Uh, he unfortunately, because of the pandemic, wasn't able to make it. Um, and you know, I've been I've been to Poland, but you know, so I, I I've been kind of over that way, but I've never been to Romania. Um, and I I look forward to the day where I finally make it over um, because I would just just love to come play some shows over there and hang out with you guys. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just big up. What what was your tune on? winter on the winter soul was it uh fluttering leaves was that your tune yeah okay yeah, yeah boy that, that, that was the one. Oh, see out here i am it has such a winter vibes on it i know and, and i just love the piano in that tune i just love that tune that has to be if not my favorite tune of yours um it, it has to be one of them uh so just uh i just want to plug that because if if anyone's listening and they haven't listened to that tune because because it wasn't on focus, I think that might be an easy one to overlook if you've not, you know, if you didn't grab that EP. Um, but, you know, nothing against your focus EPs, but I think that one tune might be might be my favorite of yours. So, um, yeah, yeah, big up, big up uh, everyone in Romania and especially everyone over at Liquid Series. Um uh, here's another question from Awesome Sauce. He says, "How did you discover drum and bass? Was that a was was that something just being in Romania where there's a lot of drum and bass that you discovered that way?" Or the original story of me discovering drum and bass. It's um, when I was, I think, uh, at the beginning of the high school, um, 2007 or something like that, 2008. Um, I was about to leave. Uh, and to hang out with my friends in the city. And I, I don't know, it was eight o'clock or something like that. And my father uh, called me from the living room and uh, telling me like, hey, you should come over and uh, listen to something great. It was Pendulum Live playing on late nights with uh, Jules Holland, if you know the show or if you ever heard about it. Um, man, it was, I don't know. <laughs> They were playing Granite, as I remember really well that night. It, it was very special. It was my first connection with drum and bass. And um, that's when I started to hear about drum and bass and to listen to drum and bass. So what year was that? Do you remember how long ago that was? Uh, 2007 or 2008, something like that. Okay. Yeah, it seems like that was a lot of people's introduction was that era um, of drum and bass. And, and maybe that's just because those are the people that are producing drum and bass now. But um, 
So was that something you started to go to a lot of drum and bass nights once you discovered it? Like, did you know when you heard that song that, oh, this is drum and bass, um, and this is something I want to listen to? Because uh, for me, when I first heard drum and bass, I didn't know it was drum and bass. I didn't, I didn't have the knowledge of, oh, this was house music, this is trans music, this is drum and bass. Like, I didn't even know the term drum and bass. Uh, I knew about trance. I knew about you know, techno, I knew about house, uh, but I didn't really understand drum and bass as a genre. Um, yeah, I, I started to find out this name like in 2009 when I started to go on drum and bass parties. 2008, 2009, something like that uh, in my city because they were, um, there were some parties organized in the city from different crews. And um, yeah, it, it, I, 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 it, I think there is where I found out its real name. Um, and if I'm not wrong, I think I heard a drum and bass track before this one in a game. I'm, I'm not so sure which game was back then, uh, but it was also a track from Pendulum. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think that a lot of people too, and it's the same for me, I heard drum and bass first through video games. And I didn't, again, I just didn't know it was drum and bass at the time. It wasn't until later that I was like, oh, this is drum and bass. This is, you know, and once I like discovered the term drum and bass and realized what it was, that's when I fell in love with it. I was like, oh my God, this is it. It was like I had arrived. <laughs> um, and and for me, it was with the Hospital Podcast, probably around the same time. It's like I had been listening to drum and bass without realizing it was drum and bass. For You know, I had heard some some really early hospital stuff, some metalhead stuff, um, some pendulum, you know, things through video games mostly, uh, like Wipeout and Midnight Club, um, and maybe like Gran Turismo and, and, you know, these, these mostly racing games had a lot of drum and bass in them. Um, and then once I discovered drum and bass club nights and the hospital podcast, I was like, Oh, this is it, you know? <laughs> um, so it sounds like you had kind of the same experience where, um, you were listening to drum and bass without realizing what it was. You didn't know, Oh, this is drum and bass. So yeah, video games though, they, they, uh, I think they introduced a lot of people to drum and bass. I've been playing Forza Horizon 5 a lot lately, and Hospital Records has its own, you know, radio station on that, which is which is funny, <laughs> which it's kind of Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but a lot a lot of tunes from that I think weren't released on this compilation now from Forza Horizon, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, they're slowly releasing them. I just got a promo for the me I think the metric one is out. A couple of them are coming out. Even the Camelon Crooked one? Yeah, they should all be coming out um eventually, you know, but I don't think they're all out yet. It's weird because, you know, I'm sure you're in the same boat. You get promos and you don't know if they're out yet or when they're coming out cuz I can never remember. <laughs> so, um I don't know if they're out yet, but they should all be coming out here in the very near future. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, when I get the promos, sorry to interrupt you, I just see the the release date, and if somebody's asking me when that tune will come out, I'm trying to remember, as you do in your podcast, because you always do. Yeah, I try. A, yeah, you, you have your calendar there, and I think you're just stitching notes yep. um, when the, the subliminal EP or Scatterbrain or your EP is coming out, which is funny, because I, I don't think I've seen... Many people doing that, 
I did, they they play the tunes, but they I don't know if all of them just because it's hard to remember a lot of promos that when is that coming out or as a DJ again, especially with the podcast, it's my job to tell people when it's coming out because I really want to encourage people to buy the music, and uh, you know, it's a lot of it is unreleased, so I see it as part of my job to, to remind people, hey. Like, this isn't out yet, but, like, mark your calendars because this is – and people will email me or they'll write in and say, hey, is this out or when's this coming out? Um, so I try to I try to do my best to tell people that on the podcast, um, even though some people also tell me to shut up. So, <laughs> um, But the to me, the podcast is about promoting music, you know, uh, and I try not to talk over the drops too much. But uh, between in the breakdowns, I always try to to give release details. So, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I just uh, you know, I, I again, I just see it as part of my job as a DJ to to do that to let people know. Um, how about dream collab? What is your dream collab? That's from James Shoemaker. Do you have an artist or or even a vocalist that you just? would love to to collab with i always dream to work with ria and i really hope i will one day because uh when if you remember when open page was released it was a game changer for drum and bass vocal tracks especially in liquid drum and bass because yeah before that you will hear many many tunes like i know a lot of tunes before that with great vocalists but i don't know when, when that tune came out it, it because it, it came out with another vocalist uh, on the same EP with another vocalist that I was about and I always wanted to work with which is Joe S oh man that that that, that EP was something that uh, I don't know stands out even now I think a couple more questions uh is there any genre of music that you couldn't sample and use as the basis for a drum and bass piece? You know, I was trying to think, and I, I think you can sample just about anything for drum and bass. Um, hmm. well, the, the only thing I could think of is maybe metal. <laughs> no, no, man. If if you know, uh, there is a tune from a track from Pendulum with uh, In Flames, which is a drum and bass track because In Flames is like a metal band, you know. And the pendulum doing their drum and bass thing with the instruments, and because they always record live instruments in the studio. And I was like, I, I, "Your father asked a really interesting question because I was also thinking about that a really long time ago, like maybe ten years ago." And it just came out on the emotion LP from Pendulum, the, the track I'm talking about right now. Um, it's Pendulum within Flames. Self versus self, yeah, that's the name of the track. And uh, even that sounds really great. I mean, I, I would never imagine metal on a drum and bass track, but that sounds amazing. I mean, maybe even uh, sampling like, I don't know, traditional music from different countries. Like, let's say, you, if you know my track, Memories of a Good Sang, that was recorded by my best friend because uh, the, the good thing the, the, he has a good thing at home and he recorded it for me before lockdown started here i was having a lunch break from work 
uh, he called me to eat something. We went to his studio, and uh, in the end, I told him, "Hey, can I use your your instrument in a drum and bass track?" And he told me yes. And uh, I could never imagine that a traditional Chinese instrument could be used in a drum and bass track. And now you have it. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know if there is another drum and bass track using Gutsang, but um, it is an interesting question because. There isn't a whole lot that's off limits. I mean, like you said, with something like with with pendulum or, or they're a little more upfront in your face, or like say noisia, like you can incorporate some heavier something like a a, a metal sound, right? Like and with something like liquid, you can incorporate, you know, to your example, you know, Chinese instruments, or you could incorporate. Ritual, uh, his Acacia EP, the title track of that, the vocals, um, <laughs> it's not Western, whatever. Well, you know, I don't know what country it's from, but it's not, you know, traditional Western music, that's for sure. Um, I was just doing a track with, with Ritual 2, and I, I got some Ukrainian, traditional Ukrainian vocals, and they didn't actually make it into the tune, but it was this very unique style of singing. Um, that you know you wouldn't expect to find in drum and bass, and yet it, it, I think it. I mean, he didn't think it worked, <laughs> which is why it's not in the song. But you know, I think it gave the song a unique flavor. Um, Timber Hearth. I mean, I have banjo and, and harmonica and whistling in that. You know, I think you could really sample just about anything, um, and that's what makes drum and bass so awesome. Is you can go so many different directions with yeah. it. Look at Iris Zainab from Golfat. He has yes. some, uh, as I can uh, acknowledge, if I'm not wrong, he has some Sri Lanka influences in there. And I was like, mate, this is, this is, I think, the whole thing about that we should try something different to, to, to create our own sound. and to Because the hardest thing now, and... This is a very interesting topic in the question from your father that maybe this is something that would de develop a new sound or would change the direction of a liquid drum and bass tune or let's say of a drum and bass tune, even if it's another subgenre like deep or neurofunk or whatever. It's just that I think it, it's a game changer if you're trying to use something that was never been used in a drum and bass tune. Like never, like I don't know. Like I did, I think I did with the good thing. I don't want to hold what I did, you know. But I, I, I don't know another drum and bass track with that instrument in it. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Uh, like the big amount of music these days is very hard to keep up. I, I, you know, just thinking of of my own work too. You know, I've sampled video game soundtracks, like orchestral game music, um, and and. I don't know, thinking of Timber Hearth, I don't know if there's another drum and bass song with a banjo in it. <laughs> you know, because that's just not something you would usually want think to to want to put in a drum and bass track. And in fact, I didn't even really want to release that song, but Drew, you know, Willem heard it and he said, he actually, I think he sent it to hospital. He said, we should send this to hospital. Um, and they didn't want it. And he said, well, you have to send it to Marco then. Um, so I sent it over to Marco. And he, and Marco wanted to put it on focus, actually. <laughs> and I actually convinced him not to, not because I didn't think it was a good track, but because I thought it was a little 
like Focus is a little more clubby, you know, upfront drum and bass. And Timberhearth again has uh, has whistling banjo and harmonica. Um, so I convinced him to put it on Celsius, <laughs> which which you know it seems a little backwards. But yeah, it, it's there is no one instrument or one genre that I could think. Oh, there's no way you could sample that. You know, bluegrass, classical, country, you know, rock and roll, soul, jazz. Um, I think you could sample just about anything. Um, yeah, it is. A, it is a neat question. Uh, it, it's it's not a it's not an easy one to answer. But I can't think of a, a genre that that isn't sampleable. Um, so, and we have we have one last question, and let me get to it. It is from Zed Piano, and this is this is a fun one. I'm gonna just have to start asking everyone this. Uh, where did you get your name from? You said you had a different name before, too. What was your previous name? My previous name was Kaszlinski, which is a... I don't know if there is somebody having that name right now in the world. I don't know. It, it's just... It, it's a random name that somebody gave it to me, I think, in 2011 or 2012, where I was playing games... Uh, on a LAN party with my friends, there is where I picked up this name, and I said, "Yeah, I should use it in my DJ career." So that was my name for a really long time, like for many years. And when I changed it, I don't know. It's just something that came through my mind, and uh, I tried to write it differently with the the with the dots, with the double dots, because um, I think it's just easier to find me on 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 Spotify and so whatsoever. Uh, because there is also there are also a few artists with the same name there, you know, like Subliminal. I, I not doing drum and bass. I think there is an MC in the UK, but uh, I think he's. Uh, I'm seeing drama based parties, but I never heard. I think he's doing hip hop, like uh, on the production side. I think he's doing more hip hop than drama based, which is funny because he liked my page, and I I don't think he has any problem with it. Okay, that's what I was just gonna say. Have you had any interactions with the other subliminals? <laughs> uh, no, no, and uh, I hope I will. I I never will. If I do, then I'll be the one to change it. Because I don't want to create a, I don't know, internet uh, scandal or something like that. I'm not a fan of these things. I I avoid arguing with people, and it's not my style doing things. You know, I just shut up and do my thing. Yeah, like I always did. Yeah, the whole Justin Hawks uh, flight thing was was kind of a mess. I I I kind of feel bad for for him i don't know i i shouldn't comment too much on it but yeah it's it's because they were spelled differently too right yep yeah 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 i don't know it, it, it's it's a shame you know when someone has to change their artist name especially someone who's been established i think it can be difficult as an artist um but uh 
when there's two artists in the same genre with the same name, I could see it being a problem too. So I see both sides of the argument. There is another alpha rhythm, and he reached out to me after From the Ashes because my tune ended up on his Spotify. Um, and he was nice enough to let me know, hey, your your song's on my Spotify. Um, so we, But we got that sorted. I think... I don't. I'm not too sure what he produces. Um, he he does produce electronic music, but not drum and bass. So, I, I remember I, I was I, I wanted to listen to your EP, and it wasn't on your profile, and found it on another profile. Um, but as I said, I, it was also a discussion I had with Marco when I because I discovered that there is an MC with the same name uh, in the UK on drum and bass parties and. Uh, I was like, what should I do? Should I keep changing it? And because I have an idea for, for, and he told me that as far as he's concerned, I'm not an MC and I shouldn't uh, concern about it. But if there ever comes up, and I was thinking about buying a copyright, I don't know if there is something that will help me, but maybe buying a copyright on, on subliminal with double dots would be a great thing. And to register this name as a drum and bass producer worldwide. Right. Yeah, copyright, boy, that's a whole thing, especially with international copyright. I've tried to look into it, and it's it's really, really... Because it depends on the country, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's... A, it's like 500 bucks or something like that. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got... Uh, I've got... The, it, in the the USPTO, the use patent in uh, trademark offices. I have algorithm registered, but that's only the United States. Um, so mm -hmm. it's good. It's still a thing. Yeah. You, know, you have it. Yep. 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 So, well, awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, that does it for the, the Patreon questions. Um, if you want to support me on Patreon, uh, head over to patreon.com slash algorithm DNB. Um, and, uh, yeah, also, I'll be putting up a poll here soon on Patreon. We'll figure out the next guest for the podcast. So, um, yeah, any uh, any final remarks? Anything uh, you want to plug? I know you, you already mentioned, you know, your EP in February. We have our collab, which will be on my next EP, which is maybe February-ish sometime. Um, that's coming on vinyl, so we're just, we're just waiting on the vinyl. Um, Anything else? Any past projects, future projects, anything like that you want to plug? Uh, well, I, I, I can't talk about them right now. It's just, yeah, I, I just can't say some stuff right now. But um, it will definitely come up from the people who are following me or the people who are uh, listening to your podcast and uh, everyone is that... Uh, connected with us i really think that uh when the time will come i i will i will be connected with everyone and uh it will come out because there is just there are some things that are not i don't know what to say i mean i can't talk about them yet you know just yeah i uh i can relate 2022 will be exciting but everything is so up in the air right now especially because of covid uh what about social media and do you want to plug your facebook instagram anything like that yeah, you, you, you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, um, like uh, Subliminal Drum and Bass or Subliminal DMB or uh, Alex Cobe, e, it's C-O-B-E. 
give me a follow, give me a shout, uh, subliminal with plus between BNL on Spotify. Uh, yeah, just just follow my music, follow follow me if if you if you like what if you like what I do. I I really hope to uh, to uh, see more music coming to your ears in 2022. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to maybe sit down again in a in a couple of years and have a chat and see where where you're at then because I'm sure the future is very 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 bright for you. Um you're only getting started and I personally am very excited to see <laughs> to see what next year and, and and even 2023 holds for subliminal. So I'm sure uh you're going to do great things. Continue, you're going to continue to do great things. Thank you man and I'm really I'm really curious what 2022 holds for you too because you signed your first tune on hospital this year and this is very big. You also had your first EP on focus which is very big. There have, some big things happened to you in 2021 so uh I'm sure that 2022 will be even bigger but you can talk about that right now too either aren't you yeah it'll be an interesting year <laughs> I, I i i just hope that the pandemic doesn't prevent us from you know all meeting up in person uh, you know if not in 2022 then in 2023 because i have plans to come over to europe uh next year a couple of times and it would be a real shame if if those didn't if those didn't pan out so i look forward to uh, you know it, the it, you and I are in the same boat where we've released so much music during this pandemic, and I'm just dying to come over and and not only to meet everyone but to play my music, you know, live and in person, um, as opposed to on U YouTube. So, yeah, great. All right. Well, again, uh, if you want to support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash algorithmdnb. I post a poll on there every month uh, where we can pick together as a community uh the next guest for the podcast you could submit your questions for our next guest um once we get that decided and i will see you all next month on another episode of the algorithm and friends podcast peace out